I'm Fallwindenor, the Doctor, and you're listening to No Initiative Play Quest, The Soaring City. So, Nathaniel, now that we're back from break, what, what, what's, uh, what just happened? Well, uh, we are actually, I lied earlier, we're not going to go with the Doctor, we're going right, to bye. forget he exists. And it's uh, just <laughs> wow, wow, Robert. You can't leave. We need we need to do tech, but not actually, but just in the game. Sorry. Okay, thanks, bye. It's just don't really mean to my, today. I'm sorry, fam. Don't talk to my friend like that. <laughs> Be alive. <laughs> all right, all true. right. So, Robert, I have a feeling you know what this doctor scene is. I mean story you know i know who you are yeah yeah are, are so you are yeah uh paint me a word picture of the doctor walking to arvis's uh oh the von cast estate well uh, one of the major things is of course the doctor on his way he knows uh he knows who arvis is uh he knows that at the very least if the letter is as he expects that uh there's going to be some uh, entertainment involved and he's going to quickly on the way stop off at a uh a, a shop that um has a certain liqueur and uh, grab a bottle I guess the letter, the letter that was sent to you, asking you to visit for a rematch on your ongoing set of chess games. Yes. Uh, signed. I have the honor to be your obedient servant, A. Von Rinth. And I know, I'm sorry you can't see it because Sam's response to that was worth the entire joke. <laughs> Uh, but yes, the doctor is going to get a bottle of red liqueur uh, and then head off towards the estate. Um, very, you know, sauntering,ly And then uh, when he finally arrives... Saunteringly. Yes. When he finally arrives, he's just going to kind of stand at the gate looking around a bit. And then just kind of walk in. Uh, as you approach the door, you recognize the you notice, not recognize, um, that it is open. No, ajar, slightly. Just gonna like knock on it a little and go, uh, is anyone there? Uh, and quite quickly, as you say that, you hear someone jump slightly, a little. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, you see an individual uh, come out with a doctor's coat and a doctor's bag and very large hand. He hold, he uh, shows up, says, oh, hello. I'm Dart. He holds out a hand. Um, nice to meet you. Just shake his hand and be like, uh, and who are you? Oh, uh, he shakes his, shakes your hand. 
big, strong hand, but he's gentle with it. Just, oh, um, just uh, visiting a friend here. I'll just on my way out. Sorry for leaving the door open. No worries. Uh, this is home. Oh, yes. He uh, should just be up in the game room waiting for you. As expected. Well, uh, very nice to meet you. You said Dart. Yeah, Dr. Dart Fillion. Uh, um, Dr. Falvin Zanor. It appears Arvis You can call me doctors. Dart. Uh, uh, you, you can call me Dr. D. Hmm? Well, Arvis likes useful people. <laughs> and he pats you on the shoulder a couple of times as he starts uh, shuffling by. That is true. Uh, okay, goodbye. I'm just kind of like walk in and then like yeah. close the door behind and just sit there for a moment. have to ask him about that and then just walk up towards the game room you find the game room door also slightly ajar and stalking around inside it is one Arvis von Hrinth in his butlery attire uh, he is striding around a table upon which is set an immaculate chess set the White pieces are set up facing a chair, which is has its back to the door. As you come in, he turns and says, hmm. Doctor, friend, please. It's your turn to make the first move. <laughs> Walk over, take a seat, pull out uh, the bottle of red liqueur that I bought place it down next to the chess set and just look at him and go I thought maybe today uh, we could make it interesting and he raises his hand well I would love to make it interesting I'm on a bit of a cleanse I appreciate the gesture though or is that I'll just Mexico. make it interesting for myself and pour some red liqueur for myself excellent uh, don't don't ruin the illusion, Robert. Gosh, the immersion—it's destroyed. It's not like I'm looking at Nat's living room right now. But uh, I was—I will look at him and go. Before I make the first move, how many more doctor friends do you have? Oh, you must have run into Doctor Fillion on your way out. Friend is a bit of a stretch for that one. He doesn't have quite the bond that you and I do. Please. I know what your opening is going to be. It's always the same, but it's ceremonial. And I will move my first pawn. Uh, he very quickly... Runs, uh, just no, doesn't even sit down. He just kind of paces around that back side of the board and moves upon forward. And the pace of the game, you know, just shoves off like a boat leaving port. Doctor, 
Yes. My friend. I have some... Of course. As I mentioned earlier, uh, on your last visit, I have some crow's breath ready for when you leave today. But, you know, saving lives is its own reward, but... I was wondering if you might perchance grace me with some questions to be answered. Of course. What do you need to know? You're from the land of Suravain, correct? With the knights? Yes. I lived there until the age of 16. He smiles. I'm assuming the fact that you don't seem, let's just say your attire doesn't seem entirely crafted in, in their style. That has something to do with you living here now, on Valerith. It is part of it. Uh... <sighs> There's a lot of judgment that happens. You don't inform that which you are expected to. Especially when you do not agree with every stipulation of life that those kinds have. Oh, yes. Yes. That is one of the reasons. People with a very particular interpretation of justice. That is more valid than you know. Oh, I'll, I wouldn't go so far as that. I would say it's just as valid as I know. And he takes your knight with a bishop. A grin across the doctor's face that he can't see. But I feel like, I feel like he would know. Look down at the board for a moment. And look back at him. And your next question, as I move my queen. I'm afraid there's no entirely delicate way to put this, but I believe a calamity, a catastrophe, is coming to Valerith. What kind of catastrophe? One that I cannot prevent, nor can you. However, that does not mean it is unpreventable. Interesting. Your friend, the Solari, Faris. You don't believe she trusts me, do you? I don't believe many of them trust you. Pity. Trust. Such a valuable commodity can be given so freely. But some of us don't curry that favor so easily. In my experience, trust is earned. And no offense, though I love it. You do have a demeanor that can make people less trusting of you. 
raises his hand because he usually keeps his left hand behind his back like in the, the butterly style and uh, well as is the style and expectation of my post but frankly those who can convince people to do what they want from their charms or their looks are playing on easy mode and he moves his queen logic, intelligence. These are the qualities of a true tactician. That is very true. Of course, having your own pawns, your own pieces, can be necessary at times, and I think, of course, you know that. Gaining them Regaining them is sometimes the most difficult thing. But I'm gonna move my rook across the board and then look at him. Sometimes we have to make daring choices. Really garner that favor. He flaps a hand and says, I see now we've developed into the late game. I believe that is defined by the first rook moving across the board. <laughs> Projectable, but not a bad move. Sometimes predictability is not a bad thing. Honestly, predictability is something I value in people. Plenty of co-conspirators that benefit greatly from predictability. Falwyn, I need your friend Ferris to trust me, at least for a day, for a moment. Do you think you might be... Do you think that for the sake of Valerith, you could al allow that to happen? choice, of course, but I think if you can give information that Varys uh, would find compelling, a trust could be earned. We at the very least already have some problems. The Duke is, uh, well, he's looking for who sent us. Yes, I heard, and Lena, always unpredictable in her actions, chose to cast a stone at a different bird. And it will work for a time, but you know it will work long. I think it'll be more short-lived than it would be convenient. So... What information do you have about the dangers Valareth is about to go through that would make Varys want to help? As I said, I cannot stop it. You cannot stop it. Ferris cannot stop it. But 
If Faris can trust me, we can stop it together. I'm afraid I am no more able to tell you more of the details of this impending catastrophe than I would be able to kill you where you stand right now. I will see what I can do. You have been an indispensable friend. And in a sense, ally to the city. I am just trying to save lives here. In a place as unpredictable as we live, that can be a very difficult feat. Saving lives is probably the most difficult feat. Lives are fleeting, easy to snuff out, harder to save. He takes a rook with your rook in a trade, so you immediately can take his back. Hmm. Interesting move. The trade of lives is a little easier on a game board, isn't it? Yes, sadly so. Sometimes, even the ones at the head need to put themselves at danger. Moving the king one space out of his original position. Pauses, looking at the board. Perhaps another way to make this more interesting. How about a wager? Are you a betting man? Not often, but uh, give me what you want to wager. Damn it, Megan. Fucking fucking green room chat. Damn it, Megan. <laughs> <laughs> How about this? If I win this game, oh look, I'm slightly behind. Then you have to tell me everything you know about your home, the Knights of Suravain, everything, and not ask me why. If you win. Ask me anything except this danger to come. All right. I will say, however, if I'm ahead, you know the game. It means nothing. Indeed, as he moves a bishop across uh, the board and takes your queen. So before we resolve the board, uh, Robert, 
because we are playing a tabletop role-playing game, oh, are we? why don't we roll some dice to, to, to influence the outcome of this game? Sure. So, you roll the, you roll the die, and Barbara's roll the die, and we'll see who does better. Well, Arvis probably does. <laughs> it's a six. What did you get? Six. Well, you have actually tied. <laughs> and give me another roll. Eleven. All right. So tell me how you bring this game closer to ending in your favor. Oh, my queen was just taken. However, I have a knight. Nerd mode initiated. I have a knight, and there's a lot of uses once your queen is gone for that knight. I'm going to use my knight, along with one of my bishops, to pressure his side of the board. To make him feel like he has to defend his king instead of attacking mine. Give me one more roll. 19. <sighs> Unexpected. Good. Unless one's ready for it. As he moves... A rook takes a pawn and opens up check on your king. Check. Oh, one more time. Nine. Yeah, but that's going to get him. Because he rolled a three. Take it home, Daddy-o. Using the remaining bishop that I had not moved, I'm going to uh, take that pawn, sacrificing it, I am assuming, and then getting my knight into position for a check, at which point he will... In my assumptions, being a, a master chess player, realized that he is in a multitude of checks that will happen from turn to turn up until the point that it is a likely checkmate. Yeah, he's looking four or five moves down the line, gun. Last. That we are he picks up. Again. He reaches out and pitch, picks up his king, the black king. Tied. Game to game. So, to the victor go the spoils. Well, you said I could not ask about the catastrophe to come. Indeed. Why did you want to know about my home? Oh. 
Fallen, fallen, fallen. That is so basic. <laughs> because that is where the catastrophe originates. I figured. I just wanted to confirm. As I said before, your people had a very particular definition of justice. A very particular definition of what is wrong and what is right. And unfortunately, they're interested in imposing that position on the unfortunate lands that happen to live nearby. treat me like the rest. Later he, he got a position of power and that vastly changed. I always worried things would change after that. <sighs> I may have won, but I don't mind telling you what you may want to know. especially if it would help save lives. He grins widely like a reptile. Excellent. And I think um, we'll go over well, like, I think you have a bit of a conversation with Arvis, but we're going to kind of do that in zoomed out mode. Eventually, he bids you goodbye and thanks you for the game and the entertainment. After you leave the game room, the camera lingers inside. He looks at that black king, which he is still holding. Pity. And his image flickers away and the black king falls to the ground falling over. You should bring this back to everyone so you can see Megan's reaction. I hate that so much. Excuse you, Nat? So why, why do you think he turned down the wall? Do not trust this man. <laughs> I hate it so much. Uh. I will summon. Listen, I know it's just Gatorade, but I'm drinking more. Set up the summoning circle for one Zake. One Zake. <sighs> you know, like. Because, uh, ah! so like, what, what, for what other reason am I going to have an NPC turn down wine? Characterization? Trying to drink wine's great. Well, it was more than just wine. None of this would have happened if Nat just didn't make the decision to have him turn down wine. 
<laughs> Look, it's Zane. Look who it is. Look who oh. it is. Oh. Look who it is. Oh. Ignore the orphan boy sleeping in your bed. It's oh fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think there's a postal worker in his bed. Yeah, there's a postal yeah, worker. No, the postal worker is in his bed. <laughs> but you know, he, he also used to be a uh, babysitter, so he's good with kids. Oh, great. <laughs> don't worry. Perhaps, perhaps I don't need to worry about my room just yet. But I'm not sure. Let's <laughs> see what happens. So. We are now popping in on Lena, who's up in the, you know, you go, so the top of Starfall Tower is this room that once held a siege weapon to defend the city, but it's since been, that's been removed and replaced with a telescope. Um, and it's the middle of the night, usual Lena can't sleep, trash. Mm-hmm. Correct. Beautiful uh, span of stars in the sky. And at this point, uh, Valerith is flying over a desert. It's quite chilly, but beautiful to look out over. You paint me a word picture of where what Lena's. Or just just word picture. Say words. Say no. God, paint a word picture in this a game of fantasy. Um, what? Is it coming? Yeah. <laughs> um, let me see. I think so. Lena is sitting up by the telescope as she is wont to do, and I think she's in. I'm gonna call them fantasy pajamas. Um, like. I just, like, my mind so clearly goes to, like, the Dragon Age Inquisition, like, running around Skyhold fantasy pajamas. And she's got, like, a big cloak, or, like, her cloak um, is, like, around her because it's a little chilly out. And I think she's, like, sitting cross-legged, like, on this platform next to the telescope. And she's got, like, a bunch of, like, little bottles all strewn out in front of her. And she's just kind of, like, futzing with things and just, like, pouring things into another and just, like smelling them like no it's not right like dumping them out um as she's like just kind of trying to like make something with all these little these little bottles and she's just kind of like like uh wrapped up tight in her in her cloak just like looking up at the stars and fiddling around as you're looking fiddling with these bottles and bits um the voice cuts through the stillness. It says, So I have reason to believe you want me dead. <laughs> as you wheel, you see the character I previously described as Reyna on the edge of the wide opening for the uh, siege weapon. Hand on the blade off the side, out ever so slightly. Poison, is it? Really? Oh, this is just a, you know, just an insurance policy. I'm quite confident I can kill you without it. So, I was hoping before I die in my sleep or somewhere that I might know why. 
Because while I have good reason to think that you want me out of the picture, I cannot put my finger on who you are. You don't, you don't know. No. Hmm. Interesting. I could have sworn you would, but, um, well, and I'm gonna stand up and, like, push all the bottles to the side. Uh, As you stand up and move slightly towards her, she kind of uh, pulls the sword out just a bit and says, let's keep this civil. Oh, of course. I was just, you know, wanted to look you in the eye and just see what was going on in there, though it doesn't look like much. Um, I am the magpie. And you stole my face and murdered the woman I love. She narrows her eyes. Oh, (laughs) you were that lady in waiting, weren't you? Yes. And who are you? It's just someone trying to make a new life. No one has to die here. I disagree. She, for the first time, lets her hand off of the sword hilt. Um, The ropes wrapped around her forearms, still present. Puts her hand forward to gesture a little bit, still hanging on the side. Um, You have to know it wasn't personal. That was just business at the time. What? She didn't do anything to deserve that. What business could you possibly be talking about? Your lady. Corinne Lyons, I believe. Yes. Things were a little more politically motivated. She was, I didn't have all the details, but she was supposedly a danger to the new emperor. That's it. Well, there's a little more, but I'm trying to gauge how much you know already. All I know is I'm not here to... I'm not here to make enemies in this town. I'm trying to get away from that life. Well, you might not be trying to, but you've made one. And I came here looking for you. And if you leave this town and go somewhere else, I will follow you wherever you go until you are dead. Why? Because it is personal. It was just a job, right? To you. To you? No. Why do you care so much? 
For what reason do you have to care so much about some random lord who got killed because they stepped on the wrong snake? I don't need to explain myself to you, but she did more for me than anyone in my life ever has, and not only did you take her away, you did it disguised as me. Well, that wasn't my idea. Oh, whose idea was it then? I was hired at the time. Hey, fuck, you might as well know. I was hired at the time by the Orlath Empire's new Shadow Master, a position that you'll find it difficult to prove exists. The well, Lady Lyons was a threat because she was an ardent and she opposed the Emperor. She wasn't a threat. She was a good woman. She was just. You can be trying. both. Well. I. Well, it might not have been personal for you, but it was for me. And I hope you won't take it personally when I do what I have to do. This fucking ardent is giving me trouble from out the grave. Hmm. Maybe you should vet the people you take jobs from better. Can't exactly turn down the emperor. That gets you killed too. Look at the position I was put into. Well, it seems like you were fucked either way, then. I'm sure I can't make an argument of fairness with you. That ship is long sailed. And, uh, um, what what is the situation like? Like, how is she... Like, if I were she to, like... like, hanging on the side, you know, kind of, like, dramatically. So, hypothetically, she's got, like, she's, like, hanging on a rope? Uh, you don't... Yes, there's a rope. So, if I were to, like, I don't know, hypothetically run at her and cut the rope and push her off the tower, would that be something that is plausible to do? You can definitely try. I definitely would love to try to do that. Because... All right, so as you dive towards... She doesn't... I mean, I don't look armed, but I'm armed. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm gonna send... The, like, I'm gonna run right. at her and extend the knife and try to cut the rope. So as you're doing that, we're going to shift the camera up into the sky, into the stars. And uh, Nunu, why don't you take it away? As I click the unmute button and start to speak, and not before Proud. that, definitely not. <laughs> um, as the camera pans away and approaches the sky, the stars get brighter and closer until we almost get to one single point of light 
almost as if it opens up and bathes everything with this bright white light and as soon as it appears it vanishes and Valareth is no longer behind. Zaik stands in the middle of a forest question mark everything looks alien of some sorts and he's currently walking a path alone without light looking up being silent silence is a very common occurrence here the stalker that's been giving you trouble for a while. Vengeant little creature. It's not, you don't track it by sound, nor by sight, unless you're lucky. It's by the smell of blood. And that metallic tinge strikes your nose again. You know this stalker is nearby. They stop immediately. Slowly bring their hand to the hilt of the sword and start breathing in and breathing out at the same pace that he takes tiny steps in the direction of the scent. Step, step, step. Until he reaches the point where the scent comes from. In the flickering, shadowed twilight, through these stalks that, you know, to a cursory glance might be a tree, but you're sure, certain you've learned or something much less welcoming. You see a flicker of a shadow moving across a shadow to another shadow. Nunu, tell me. Is Zake hunting the stalker, or is the stalker hunting Zake? At this point, I think it has been a dance for a few hours already of switching the roles. Um, but at, the, at this point, I think Zake feels uh, more hunted. He's trying to gain the upper hand to switch things around again and become the hunter. All right. You're getting close. You can feel the tension in your breath, in the air. And these little flecks of shadow, the reason you wear your mask here. They float in the air. Any little disturbance of the air you can see. And if you're trained and you know both you are, you can see it for quite some time after passing. And you can see them going into a little hollow in those small cops of these stalks. As it continues, slowly but steadily, till he reaches the edge of this hollow, at which point takes a deep breath and stops breathing completely, waiting for the creature to appear. Suddenly, from the shadow of the ground, 
sound erupts. This creature, grand maw, half a dozen rows of teeth, the skin the color of an oil slick mixed with blood and the smell to match, erupts forward this grand gnarled spine or horn spike of shadow strikes forward at you. And it's going to try to impale you. As one does. Um, so it manages to stab you for three points of damage and stick you up to one of these alien stalks. It's mod face reaching out uh, wide. The mouth not designed for making noise or communication, but for devouring and rending. Circular rows of teeth in front of you and one beady reddened eye. You feel the blood from the stalk behind you and from your own body pulsing down your chest and down your back. What do you do? Azek is taken uh, by surprise even when trying to be the sneaky one. Um, He knows these creatures. not the first time we've been hunting them. Uh, They've been probably one of the most requested um, monstrosities, let's call it. Things that shouldn't be. And uh, he knows they are only after one thing, and that is blood. At this point, he twists slightly on the wound that's been currently held to the stalk and releases a uh, drip of blood and pulls it in his hand and just throw it throws it in the other direction um, waiting for a moment of weakness for the creature um, from the creature in order to get himself free from the impaling that, that eye flickers down and a moment later the uh, the spine starts to retract halfway and it dives down that direction which is at that point that Zeke uh, kicks his legs up and steps on its face and the other f- foot on the back of this tree question mark and backflips towards the back of the creature while throwing the scimitar and trying to carve the creature from head to bottom you don't gotta roll for the acrobatics that's just gravy roll just to hurt it oh yeah yeah. that's the description of my uh, wild strike is the acrobatics (laughs) (laughs) oh excellent oh i forgot my dice again that's oh no i can just roll for (laughs) you it's fine i'm sure your math will be grand there we go. It's a... Da-da-da-da. Ouch. That's a six. What does that do? That? Let me double check. But it's not good. It's not fun. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, okay. I deal double damage, but they counterattack me. All right. So you deal four damage, that right, to this thing? Uh, that is correct, yeah. Um, your sword flashing and appearing because it was invisible before. Yeah. Uh, and it's going to attempt to, its teeth start to jar forward, and it's going to attempt to swallow you. Bite me. <laughs> it's going to do. <laughs> No! <laughs> it's it's actually less about damage this one. The other one did three. This one does one point of damage, but it envelops you. The world covered in darkness and silence. 
teeth, spines all around you. And we're going to flip back to, uh, to Lena. Hi. It's me. So you were diving to try to cut this rope. Uh, Nare is hanging by. That feels like a roll. That does feel like a roll. It feels like a roll that I really hope I don't miss. It's a 19. Oh, you're going down. So that's a triumph. Tell me what you do. Like, how how does it go extra well? Yeah, so I'm gonna, like, rush at her. um, And, like, I'm in my pajamas. um, So I think I'm just gonna, like, run at her like looking like I don't have anything and I'm gonna stop like just short of her face and like put my hand up like towards like where her hand is like my um and I'm just gonna put up the one with the hidden blade yeah the one with the hidden blade and like put my hand up where her hand is like holding the rope and just be like nothing personal and I'm gonna bend my hand back and extend the blade and cut the rope and push her backwards she falls backwards Stupid a love struck girl. As she falls back, uh, she doesn't even seem to attempt to catch herself, but she janks, yanks at a hand, and the another rope just reaches out for her, for her to grab, as if under command, and she swings off, uh, lands on a, the nearby tower, uh, and pauses. Really? I said nothing personal. Well, when you've decided that you can unconsolably assault my life, I believe it is personal now. Both ways. Oh, well, that feels fair. I almost feel bad for you. You should feel worse for yourself. Because I'm the one that will walk away from this. Sleep tight. Mm. As she swings off. I'm going to kill you. (laughs) There's a moment of like the tension are leaving. You know, the person who you don't viciously want to want dead is now not in your presence. It's like, I go from like a 10 to like an 8. That is the amount of relaxation. It's just like, yeah. like the blood stops boiling. It's enough um, for one, for a thing to crystallize. It's just a detail. She referred to the lady as an ardent. And didn't seem to be just some adjective. It seemed to have a meaning. And she said it had something to do with why she was killed. Yeah, I have no idea what that means. Just a lady in waiting turned vigilante. I don't know shit. (laughs) Maybe you could talk to one of your well-read friends, like Arvis or something. I don't know. Yeah, Yeah, I'll store that away in the Mind Palace. As a... Pull the blade back in, and I'm like, I like retract the blade and just walk over and like 
kick a bunch of stuff. And probably just Ooh. like get real upset. So I think on 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 shattering glass is where we cut back to yeah, Zeke. Just like... Inside the belly of the shadow beast. In hmm. it counter it ate you as a counterattack, so yep. it gets to act next. Um as you feel the different rows of teeth start rotating in opposite directions. Um, it's gonna roll. All right, so uh, that winding around you is going to deal four points of damage. Ouch! Cutting into you. You got eaten first. He's gonna die. Thanks. As I go to one health. <laughs> yeah. Um, Please don't die. <laughs> yeah. As the the mixture of uh, the scent of blood inside the stomach of this creature and the grinding of teeth against six flesh, uh, he is... The disconcerting factor about this is that even though you can feel your body getting rended and cut all over, Inside this belly, it is entirely black and is entirely silent. It's just the smell and the pain. I like that. I like to think there's like just no sound except for the the thumping of uh, Zeke's own blood inside his head. Dun, 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 dun. And as he's in his tight space, uh, with not enough room to swing his scimitar around. Uh, he tries to, as he rides in pain, he tries to reach back to a holster he has on the back of his armor and flash a uh, bladed fan from his back and try and swing open, try to cut the, the belly of the beast. All right, see if you can cut your way out. Let's go. It's just a regular attack. 17. So that's two points of damage. So it takes two points of damage and you are able to slice out of this thing. It's oil-like blood coating along one side of your face. Hold the fan, put it again, and wait with scimitar at a ready for the charge of the beast once more. You wheel expecting the charge and find only silence. It is prepared to ambush again. She's the blade, and the hunt begins anew. It would. But there is a ping of light. Very obvious in this landscape. You know what's about to happen. And you briefly consider your current state of being. Yep. Anything you'd like to do, you have a little bit of time. <laughs> Lena, from your perspective, uh, you see a star a light. This little light on your, on your necklace, your amulet. Yeah. Um, so I, I have an idea that this is like the beginning. So I know it's going to probably happen in a few minutes or so. Uh, so it, uh, it, so in my canon, time mm -hmm. is longer in the shadow realm. So you gotcha. have more time than on the other side. Gotcha. Uh, in that case. Yes, I said shadow realm. Fight me. Shadow realm. <laughs> You've activated my trap card. Um, 
so he he does he assumes the position of um silence complete silence again and holds his breath as he starts moving backwards trying to pay attention to the shadows to make sure that the creature does not follow him at this right moment um until he tries to find some sort of liquid source water question mark again not sure something to clean off the residue from this creature and looks somewhat presentable the blood from the stock is a mostly clear liquid that well, has a bit of a smell and certainly isn't drinkable does has su- sufficed for this purpose in the past Adjust your little half cape over the impalement. Mm-hmm. Lena, you only have, by comparison, but a moment. Anything you'd like to do as you look down the broken glass bottles of glass? Yeah, I think. Yeah, Lena just like looks at all the broken glass and like, "Well, that was a waste," um, and just sits down and like leans like sits down like against the where the telescope is and just kind of like pulls her knees like into her chest and like wraps her arms around them and just is like that weird like you know that weird cry like when you're just really frustrated but like you're just kind of making crying sounds but the tears aren't coming out like it's one it's like that like she just is so overwhelmed with like frustration and sadness that she's just like trying to get it out but like nothing is coming out so she's just like wrapped in her cloak like like hugging her knees on the roof of this tower surrounded by broken glass (laughs) things are fine describe yourself appearing once more as we look at the night sky and the stars for a brief moment seem to almost close the gap between the rim of the sky and the city itself they become brighter for a second and the next moment behind Lena again the spectral form of Zake starts to form to appear as almost as if carried by the wind and slowly bit by bit solidifies and Zake stills themselves takes a deep breath Hey there. I had her. I had her in front of me in... (laughs) She just... I couldn't do it. I just... She got away. Zeke says nothing for a moment and walks towards Lena slightly at a cost. Moves to the, so that the side where he wasn't impaled uh, through <laughs> is closer to Lena and just wraps uh, his arm around her, brings her closer. It's okay. It doesn't matter. You'll have more opportunities. Oh, now she knows. <laughs> she knows where. I live, she knows where we all live, she knows that I want her dead, and now she's going to try to get back at me, and I could have just- she was in front of me, she was right 
in front of me. How did I... How did I mess it up? She was right there. Just kind of like... Like... Curls like over into Zake's chest. Like kind of like she was sitting like back and just kind of like curls over. How did that happen? Where did she come from? I don't know. I was getting ready. I was going to go down to the hangs. I was getting everything ready and she was just here. And I... She was just here and she tried to explain why she did what she did and reasoned with me and explained that it was nothing personal as if it wasn't anything other than something personal. (laughs) And I... I got cocky. I could have just stabbed her. You can't swing away to another tower if I just stab you until you're dead I had to try to be fancy and didn't think it through and what what if it was for the best I mean what if you could also swing away just let it go why I'm here. I, everything Corinne did for me, I can't just walk away without and just let the person who killed her get away. I what owe about, it to her. What about what you owe to yourself? Think about the past years. You've done nothing for yourself. Because I owe too much. I I got you stuck where you're stuck. I need to try to help you. I got... Corinne is dead and I haven't done anything to help her. I can't do anything for myself until I've fixed what I've done. I don't think so. She's dead. There's nothing you can do to help her. I'm half dead. There's very little you can do to help me. But there's a lot you could do to help yourself. That's really what I really really want always has been you never take care of yourself no you you don't want to fix yourself you don't want me to try to get you back how are how can you say that It's bigger than us. Of course I want want to be back, but it's been years. We've gone nowhere closer. I just want you to be happy. I, I think the ship sailed on that a little while ago. Uh, you hear 
footsteps coming up the stairs um, and our lovely resident sun wife uh, comes into view having searched for, you know, the source of the breaking, crashing glass noise. So as, as Zake starts uh, hearing noises of someone approaching, he'll just slowly whisper to, to Lena, just promise me you'll think about it. And then um, grab her head and just long kiss on the forehead and stand up. And then Faris would appear already looking like she's been in a fight today. A few cuts and bruises. In the One HP stuff. club. <laughs> she's got five now. She's got five because the person who Lena wants to kill gave her a healing potion. <laughs> um, She'll die she, like all the rest. <laughs> and she has her spear drawn, looking very cautious, and you know, Faris out looking for a fight or for someone to protect. Aha! Uh -huh. Esteemed Solaris. Oh, you decide to us with your presence again. Well, I didn't decide anything. <laughs> it just happens. You don't usually appear with so much noise. Well, I believe I was not the source of the noise this time. Oh, that was... I'm sorry. Ferris, I... knocked over some bottles. It's okay. Um, you should probably know I brought a guest back with me. Um, I need to talk to you, actually, Lena. Um, all right. I'll leave you alone. Do you know if you don't Falwin's to... in? No, it's fine. I'll just... Is, is Falwin in? I mean, I just got back. I don't think anyone else is here yet. Um, well, well, I'll, so, so Alika is unconscious in my room, just so you know. Oh! Unconscious, like unconscious. <laughs> she looks. She goes very red. <laughs> no, she asked me to do some work. We got into a battle, and there was this weird petrification gas. I took her to a doctor. She's okay, but she needs to rest. So I just thought I'd bring her back here. But she also. Yeah, I think. Oh, God. She Sorry, also had a woman with her called Raina Devichin. Oh, did she? And I heard you give that name to Darrenell, who also turned up looking for her. Huh. Oh. I just... Well. I figured you just gave him some kind of bullshit fake name. I didn't think there was a real person behind it. Um, well, that plan clearly didn't work. Uh, and I think Lena like looks over and says, like, oh, holy shit, are you all right? And like pulls your cloak to the side. <laughs> expert divert, expert in diversion. Pulls your cloak to the side and be like, I guess as, as you're going to pull the cloak to the side, he just grabs your hands, mildly stronger than usually. Yeah. Everything's fine. Well, I'll just go down, see if, who's in the house. 
Um, We're all totally fine. Yeah. So be right back. And he hastily makes his way uh, down the stairs and desperately tries to look for the doctor. <laughs> so this leaves us with Faris and Megan. Not Megan, Lena. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like. I just need to. I just want to know if this is someone we need to be worried about. Yes. Or it's somebody that I am worried about. I'm not here to tell you what decisions you need to make, but I need you to know that I am going to kill that woman. And if you stand in my way, I'm not going to be able to hold back. Okay. Well, uh, she, in another life, killed somebody very dear to me and I came here looking for her I'm sorry I wish I'd known when I met her well, but I guess there's nothing that could be do could have been done about that I mean she's clearly a very capable fighter and I've seen her fight if you want someone to help you take her down I appreciate that very much, Ferris. I this is this is a fight that needs to be mine. But should I should I require assistance, I will call you. I understand. Uh I don't know how close her and Alika are, but she did say it was the first time they'd worked together, so hopefully there's no close ties there. Hopefully, hopefully not. I apologize because I, it was never my intention to pull anybody else into business that was mine. I don't want you having to be wrapped up in any of this. I mean, you want to know that Elika would specifically hire me and her for a job the very next day. I, I don't know. I... I can't even speak to her intentions. I just know my own. Hmm. Well, she was very helpful to me, but obviously... I imagine that was before she knew I knew you. Unless she's a very good actor. I mean, I don't know. She somehow knew that this is where I lived. She... Oh, she was here. She by the was by. here. That, prob that probably... No, like, a few moments ago. She was here. Oh. So she knew that it's me. She knows that we are here. I don't know if I've made trouble for the rest of us. 
while it may also be partly my fault given that I gave her the name of the place, not realizing. Well, she was here when with Alika when she turned up, so she already knew that I lived here. But I don't know how she knew that you lived here too. Right. Um well I have no doubt that she will be back. And then we'll be vigilant. Not. Yeah. I don't do much sleeping lately anyway, so I'll be I'll be walk- looking out. Well, same. My bed is now otherwise occupied, so... <laughs> yeah, how... I think... I feel like we need to have a talk with everybody about how many extra bodies are around. Yeah, I'm actually not entirely sure how many people are in this flat, and not entirely sure how many people are meant to be right is this you know like health and safety capacity wise that doesn't seem i mean zake's only here i don't know 60 percent of the time so i guess that doesn't really count but are we gonna get a knock on the door from someone being like you're clearly trying to (laughs) as we mentioned health and safety capacity i think we pop over to the doctor's room uh with a knock at the door Out of Zake's room, the doctor goes, Oh! Uh, you're back. Why are you... Why do I even ask? Um, you have, you have a minute? Um, sure. Uh, it's, um... To uh, chat. Looks around, see if Lina's spying somewhere. <laughs> um, what is up, as the kids would say? Which Which room is not with infectious patients. Oh, uh, my room has the infectious ones. See the biohazard right there. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, so I guess we shall go to my room. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, One moment. Just go in. You're like... <laughs> and then our lovely postman comes out of the room. <laughs> oh, Hello? Oh, um, hi, Zakar. I think we've met once or twice. Um, I deliver your mail. Oh, that's Probably. true. Uh, sorry, memory. I'll just have to use my room for a second, so if you can wait outside, it's fine. Or if you're done, you can leave. Hey, are you sure you want it? There's another couple people in there. <laughs> wait. Just, just looks at the doctor. Oh, um... I forgot about them. Didn't even see them in there. Uh, <laughs> just veal people out. All right, get this one out too. Uh, this uh, is... As that's happening, um, the door opens and in come a couple children. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, new pack. I brought a friend. Hi. Um, hey, I'm Everett. You're back. Hello. Come over and give Zake a lick on their hand, and I'm like, "This is my friend Everett. He's gonna stay in my uh, room." Uh, when you lick Zake's hand, do you taste a familiar uh, taste of blood? Hmm. Are you hunting? Uh, yeah, yeah, actually. Oh, I need anything good. Nope. Like a bear. Nope. Nope. Oh, 
Well, if you're still hungry, then we're gonna go make some soup. We made some earlier, but we didn't get to actually have any, so we're gonna try again. People were mean. They were mean. Okay, so, so soup. All right, sure. I will go, point go out ahead. that these kids are also like hasted still, so they're just zooming. <laughs> Like kids on like too much caffeine. Like, uh, 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 Did uh, Mr. Patinga give you a lot of donuts again? Oh, oh. Yeah, he didn't have that many left when we were coming through to talk to him on the way up here, but we're that's okay because I mean it'll go back to normal soon, and it's good because it means we can make the soup really, really fast. Row, row. Yes. Hi. All right. Go start to soup. I just need to do something real fast, and then I'll come and help. How does that sound? Sounds great, because our first soup didn't come out so good. I guess bananas aren't good for soup. Come on, Everett! <laughs> as, as they apples. just zoom out of the scene. Maybe, if we, cut, maybe we cut the apples into pieces. <gasps> oh, that's a great idea! <laughs> as they zoom out, Zeke just turns to the doctor. Bananas? What? I... Children Anyway, children. And Zeke at this point kind of walks inside the room and waits for the doctor to follow. Closes the door and shifts the half cape out of the way. Help? And the doctor just kind of like walks over and just kind of like wraps his arms around Zeke and gives him a nice two pats on the back. And Vary has white light emanates out of his hands and casts heal on you, bringing you back to maximum, because of course he would cast heal. Ooh. ooh. Thank you. What happened? It was the stalker again. The one I told you about. It's quite a dreadful creature, but they really like it when it's gone. And I understand why. I mean, it is quite dangerous. Yes, it sounds so. You should be more careful. I don't want to one day have. You don't want Alina to, instead of seeing your happy face, see a corpse appear. Yeah. Well, I'm just hoping that if that happens, then I just don't come back. I think that's for the best. So here's the wishing. I think, uh... I think not knowing sometimes is worse. How... How worried do you think Lena would be? Just never came back. Just, I know you do, but promise you'll be as careful as possible. I try, following. I try, seriously. But it, I can't describe it. It's different there. Your senses are all scrambled. Your equal times hunting and being hunted. Everything sounds eerie and quiet and silent and sad. 
focus. I guess that's part of the uh, part of the environment to make you feel lost and weak, so larger things can prey on you. I think something went wrong. I was supposed to be there forever, but Alina's necklace, I I remember I have faint memories of trying to hold it, grab at it while I was being sent to the other place. And I guess it just acts as an anchor. Always come to me. Never. It happens. Thank you. I mean, I just don't want Lena to worry more than she already does. So if you can, um, yeah, let's just keep it between us, as usual. Doctor patient confidentiality. Yeah, yeah, I mean, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Just don't tell her anything. Um, we should check on the kids, because they might be burning down the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, you, right. you go ahead. I need to uh, just start rolling people back in. I feel like Ferris and Lena come downstairs as Zeke and Falwyn come out, and you all just <clears throat> kind of converge in the kitchen. I feel like our last ending shot, so to speak, is just what Roe and Everett have done to the kitchen, of which I'm going to give <laughs> Sam complete creative control. <laughs> oh boy. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, get ready for some Kiki flashbacks, because as you come into the kitchen and open the door, there's just sort of this plume of like smoke starting to come out. And there's like Roe standing on the counter with like all of the cupboards open looking for stuff. And Everett's like standing on crates like over the stove where there's like stuff on a burner you know there's like an empty box like kind of like on the fire there's um you know maybe a kitchen rag that's starting to catch and he's like stirring this big pot that's bigger than like both of them <laughs> and i'm like i think maybe we need some more um seasoning what was that thing that you put in the earlier soup because that smelled real good oh hi i just like turn around there's like salt and flour on my face <laughs> i'm gonna Pull the towel that's catching on fire away. Uh, Bro, this no is no actions are taken. We are done now. That's the end of our session. <laughs> oh god! In the tower and burns then the down. Tower burned down. The yeah. tower burns down. There okay. is no episode five. Like, you know, the, you know the opening of Who Framed Roger Rabbit? That's still the cartoon sequence where Roger like trashes the kitchen like by accident. That's pretty much what you all walk in on. Oh, no. <laughs> what were you raised by wolves? Oh, well, <laughs> well. All about that. <laughs> so this was this, this this episode was a little different. I, I was trying to get the mood, like how people feel about this. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah how dare fantastic. you? <laughs> <laughs> it's not like I entirely framed this entire episode of conception, so I could introduce uh, Nare 
to Ferris without having, letting Lena stab her immediately. <laughs> Almost, that totally wasn't the entire <laughs> scene that Ferris dare you. <laughs> Really you can't the purpose even... of our pet talk before you almost you almost killed me twice. You can't let me have one little murder. Oh, you melting when you find out what an ardent is. I crave violence. <laughs> I can't wait. Hey, to be fair, he balanced it by almost killing Ferris and Zake in this episode. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Do you know how <laughs> close I was me... to just smiting Darnell just for fun? Just Ooh. like, oh my god. Yeah, he man. probably has too much help. Yeah, imagine yeah. if you two died <laughs> off camera for the other. <laughs> and then imagine if that happened, and then I rolled a one, and Faris is just like Darnell is just in my head all the time. Oh, no. <laughs> capitalism, 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 <laughs> capitalism. <laughs> That's all it would be. Faris, go impress the masses. Faris <laughs> comes back home. Is like, you know what? I feel like capitalism has some very valid points. <laughs> you know. Lowering the taxes for the rich would probably create a good trickle-down. <laughs> Capitalism. Capitalism. I, I hate it. I hate it so much. Speaking of things you know, I, I hate, think our, thanks, Zeke and Doctor. Oh, yeah, that was great. Wait, what happened? Secret things. We're fighting. Oh. We're fighting now. <laughs> like, I love the pain, but thanks, I hate it. <laughs> You know, like, friend, friendship ended with Zeke, now Faris is my best friend. <laughs> now Faris is best friend. <laughs> Somebody make me a really bad-looking meme of that with the character. Yeah. Friendship ended with Zeke. Yeah. <laughs> now Faris is best friend. Oh, dear lord. Oh, no. I think Faris was always it best was friend. It was fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, um, that was fun, Matt. That was... Oh my that goodness. was so wonderful. Oh my that god, was that was amazing. so good. That was a lot of fun, yeah. Thank you for my wife and for my life. That's good shit. Thank you. All right, Thank you shall for the pain. We... Oh. oh, there's more coming. I really wanted you to find out what an ardent was this session, but I just... Oh no! Lena Don't doesn't worry. share enough. Don't worry, it'll just, fest it'll just fester in the back of my mind for the next seven days. <laughs> As well, the question of what the hell Arvis wants with me. Yeah, he just wants uh, to be friends. And why he can just like disappear. Yeah. yeah, what yeah the also, the hate fuck? that. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, why doesn't Ferris trust me? Why, why yes, doesn't Ferris trust me? I got that. <laughs> Where is he? wasn't complaining about it. He was quite <laughs> conceited to the fact. Yeah, it was more like Ferris doesn't trust me. <laughs> Full stop. <laughs> I mean. Hey, oh my gosh. Right. Listen, I, I'm gonna kill Dart because I don't trust him. Just FYI. I mean, he's stealing all, sure, all your patience. Yeah, so. Dart <laughs> coming. I love doing the reverse. It's like Dart was here, and then Dart's coming at Arvis's house. It's just like, wait, wait, what? What's the? What's the poop? Oh, don't yeah. kill Dart because like we that. can't keep any more patients in our house. <laughs> yes. There are too many people in this house. Yeah, it's 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 like uh it's like one of those uh you know snake games where you you eat them and then you have to absorb they, all their patients. Everyone comes up to this. You can't hit any of the patients, and you it just gets faster and faster. Doctor's just like, but I, I have it. zoning rights. It says I am allowed to have eight patients at one time. <laughs> 
<laughs> how, how many do we have, Doctor? Oh, 24? <laughs> no, no. I have five patients currently. I don't know I where one. everyone else came from. <laughs> one of these days, Lena walks downstairs from, like, taking a nap at the telescope, and there's, like, patients in her room. It's like, oh, I thought you weren't using it. <laughs> You've been listening to No Initiative Play Quest The Soaring City. Quest The Soaring City is an actual play production by No Initiative, hosted live on Twitch by Chromatic Chimera on Mondays at 6.30pm Eastern. Our game is guided by Nat, or at CrimeNat, on Twitter. Dr. Falwin Denora the Doctor is played by Robert Allen, or at Voices of Robert on Twitter. Ferris Munir the Invoker is played by Iza, or at Evil Clever Dog on Twitter and YouTube. Lena Elliott the Spy is played by Megan Cross, or at Megan Lynn FTW on Twitter. Row the Naturalist is played by Samwise Gamgee, or at the Samwisest on Twitter. Zake Sarkar the Charmblade is played by Nunu, or at JNunuTex on Twitter. The Soaring City uses the quest system published by the Adventure Guild. If you want to try playing the quest RPG with your own pack, go to adventure.game/store and use code NOINITIATIVE, one word, all caps, for 10% off your purchase. Follow us on Twitter at NOINITIATIVETV for updates, art, and memes. The Soaring City theme song is by Ryan, aka Sim, or at the Simulacri on Twitter. All other music used is by Adrian Von Ziegler. Podcast editing is by Samwise Gamgee. Thank you to Chromatic Chimera for hosting our live actual play shows on their Twitch. Check back next Wednesday for another adventure in Valerith with Quest The Soaring City.